Hey, Jenna. Yes, honey. You know what would happen if pigs could fly? Nope, I don't. The price of bacon would go up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really sad. That's how economy works. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 166, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman, as always. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, we got a full house. Three people. Myself and Amanda Farrow, as always. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm happy good. to be here. I'm glad that you are as well. And also, Linda Robel, our managing editor of board games who shows up when it's time to talk about cardboard and cards. How are you, Linda? I'm doing well, thank you. One of these days I'm going to get you on a video game podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. We're going to talk about something. And it'll be my um, second one because I did you, do one. Well, we did yeah, talk we'll about do it again. Labo. Yeah, well, the Labos was, was Labos. I'm, we're going to get you on here to talk about, like, like Samurai Showdown or something. Um, sure, just tell me when I'll be there. Yeah, that's fine. I'll let you we'll, – we'll do the thing where me and Amanda take turns showing you trailers, and you'll be like <laughs> – what is this? We're just going to show you really weird stuff. Amanda can find some weird stuff. Um, but it'll all be family appropriate. It'll just be weird. Um, yeah, really weird. So, Piku Niku is the weirdest Piku game, Niku. but it's amazing. Piku Niku. I love it. Piku super weird. Uh, the Witness, family appropriate, but weird. Family appropriate, but very, very strange. Free on PlayStation Plus next month. Um, ah, um, and we'll talk strange. about that. So... This week, we're talking about board games. Now, um, I know it's weird. We're recording this on Pokemon Day, specifically Pokemon Sword and Shield Day. But that will be next week when Amanda and I literally shout into our microphones for about an hour. Um, and so much shouting. And, and maybe argue about which starter we're getting. I don't know. Um, I'm You'll have I, to stay tuned for that war. That's, yeah. Well, I already talked about it on today's EFG show um, because, yep, that's back. Um that's awesome. I can't not do it on the day that I can't not bring my show back on the day that they announce a new Pokemon game. But today, Linda and Amanda and I are going to have like an official discussion about New York Toy Fair. Specifically, we're going to talk about some of the board games and not board game stuff that we saw, um, including some crazy stuff that was announced yesterday that I don't know how I didn't break that embargo. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but before I go too much farther, I do want to take a minute to thank you folks for listening. We hope the games you've been playing have been great. Uh, we've been playing some awesome stuff. Um, and uh, But we do want the show to be more interactive. So definitely message us on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page or uh, join our community, engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Our community manager is officially back. He took his test. He did his thing. Um, he has to wait five weeks, I think, before he finds out if he passes or not. <laughs> That poor, that poor bastard. I feel real bad for Jeff. He's listening to this right now. Well, not literally right now, but he's listening. So the three of us, we raise a glass to you, Jeff. Um, but in the meantime, um, it's the day he was done working uh, or studying, I was like, well, get your, get your butt back to work. You can have a few days to rest, and then we want you back in that group. So here we are having discussions, doing all sorts of fun jazz. Um, and so, yeah, we'd love to have you join our community. Um so we didn't officially talk about going around the horn, but but I have something that I want to talk about. Have either of you played any cool board games recently, or do you just want me to talk about the thing that I've been doing? I can talk about something if you'd like. 
Linda, what have you, what have you been playing? So I finally got Stop Thief to the table. You got Stop Thief to the table I from Restoration Games. The table. That one? From Restoration Games, yep, that one. And nice. we decided to try it for the first time in the cooperative mode. Okay, and that's fair. That was it was a really fun. Uh, we lost horribly because we we were appro- <laughs> had to, our strategy was not strong out of the gate. Um, we were still kind of figuring it out, but we had a blast with it. And literally, as soon as we realized the game was over and we had horribly lost, it was the conversation of, "Okay, next time we get together, we're playing this again, right?" So mm. the sign of a truly good cooperative game is when you lose and immediately want to play again. So yeah, Stop Thief, man. We, how many how many copies of Stop Thief did we sell when we worked at PAX Unplugged? I mean, I know I was selling that game hard. Yes. Um, it's so cool. Do you know what Stop Thief is, Amanda? I do, yes. I haven't played it yet, but I am familiar with it. Yeah, man, it's so cool. And it, the whole Restoration Games concept, I mean, admittedly, full disclosure, we know them. We have worked for them. So, you know, but they're, I mean, they, they did the Fireball Island. They, I mean, and they're doing Dark Tower this year, <clears throat> which is going to be kind of a big deal. Um, man, I can't wait until that Kickstarter pops off because uh, it's going to be uh insane um but so uh, amanda have you played anything i know you've been very very busy no i sadly have not been playing any tabletop games recently i got some new tabletop games in today which i'm very excited about um i got the new transformers collectible card game um combiner the wars. i got the combiner wars i got a bunch of boosters in the mail today so uh mike and i are going to get that to the table at some point this weekend and I'm really psyched because those combiners are super, super, super cool. So um, I'm excited yeah. about that. Well, thank you, Hasbro. Um, yes. So I should probably email them. Um, they're they're awesome. Steve's yeah. great. Yeah, I know. Um, the He put me in touch with somebody else. Is he back in the office now? He put me in touch with somebody else. I'm going to talk to her. She was super nice. Um, so anyway, um, so I've been playing. I, I have not played it yet, but I have been preparing – for Gaslands. Have either of the two of you heard of Gaslands? I have Outside no. of... Okay. So, all right. When, Amanda, when you and I parted company at New York Toy Fair, you were at Warhammer. That's yes. where we were, right? We were at Games Workshop. You were looking at the miniatures war games. Um, and I told the guy that was there while you were talking circles around that guy, um, even though he worked <laughs> there. Um, it's all right. He was not, he was not prepared at all. Not and Mike and I... And Mike and I uh, were enjoying that. Um, so uh, I had never played a miniatures war game before. I've never done so for a number of reasons. Um, some of it is because they are expensive. Others because I have zero talent at painting things. Um, even though that's not technically required. I know you can just whatever. But um, I've never played one. and um, But I've always wanted to. I'll just play with your armies. That's fine. Um, just come over. It's fine. Listen, we've been trying to figure that out and we're going to schedule it. We're going to, um, but so, um, but I've always wanted to play a miniatures war game. You won. I, I am totally the archetypal dork that would love to play that. And I finally found one and I'm going to play it and it's called Gaslands. Here's what it is. It's a miniatures war game, um, where the only required purchase is a, uh, right now $14 rule book on Amazon because your figures Instead of buying models, you modify your matchbox cars because it is a post-apocalyptic twisted metal slash Mad Max war game. 
Um, where it is in a far-flung future, where corporations have taken over the world. Yeah, great. So, like, it's 2025, and the world is, uh, has been burned to a cinder, and you have to uh, take your vehicles, and you drive them around the table, and it's basically, like, Twisted Metal, the television show is the theme. Um, yeah, everything I just said to you is true, factually correct. Um, and so I bought the rule book, and then we actually spent all of Saturday uh, going through our old Matchbox cars, like figuring out which ones were going to be like the actual cars that we did battle with, and which ones were going to be glued to bases and turned into terrain, because they encourage you to use cars that you can't like actually fight with as terrain. Um, and uh, talking to our friends with 3D pr- printers who are going to make us tank treads, etc. And then I went to once one a- of those. Yeah, a 3D printer. Yeah, so that way you can make me tank treads. Um, and it. then, yeah, exactly. I didn't think I was going to have to twist your arm too hard. Probably because you're going to have to make tank treads for yours and Mike's armies. So, um, and then I went to Once Upon a Child. And do you remember the Tonka line of cars that were like the little dump truck guy? What was his name? Yeah. Linda? You know who I'm talking about. He had, like, all his friends. Was it, like, Chuck or something? Was it Bob? Bob? I don't know. Are we talking about Bob the Builder? No. I'm talking about, like, literally a truck. I think think Chuck is right. Something like this. Oh, the television show? Yes. Yeah. Like, these guys. Chuck and Friends. Chuck and Friends. So I went to, um, (laughs) I went to Once Upon a Child with a ruler, um, because I was looking for race cars, and I found out that Chuck and Friends, this particular line of cars are exactly the correct size for miniatures to be used within Gaslands. So I spent $6.50 on a whole bag, thank you, of Chuck and Friends figures um, that are really happy, right? And they're very happy. Like, if you don't know what Chuck and Friends and you're listening, like, Google it, you'll know what I mean. Um, And what we're going to do is we're going to put painter's tape over their eyes and spray paint them all matte black and then drip like red like onto the top of them and make them look really aggressive um but keep the hats the right color take these away please thank you um and so this is that's the entire the entirety of this game is just running around and we're gonna have death matches with um all these various cars i am so excited we're gonna have pictures all over our instagram as we start producing our armies um and there's actually gonna be a league in connecticut Somehow. My car is going to be a, a battle bus. Yeah, you're going to make a battle bus because, of course, he's going to make a battle bus. Um, are you going to thank your bus driver? Yes. Sir. So I'm going to thank you for – bye-bye. Um, so, yeah, that's Gaslands. Um, I haven't played it yet. Um, however, it's one of those things where I just – like, it's calling to me, so I just know I'm going to enjoy it. So anybody who's hearing this, who is interested, um, just keep an eye on our Instagram uh, because I'm going to be taking lots of pictures as we get ready. There's going to be a league. Um, I think it's going to be at Elm City Games in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, so we're going to – yeah, we're going to play it. And it's the first time that me and Evan and Jake have all three gotten, like, really excited about something, like, all at once unanimously uh normally there is at least some kind of dissent from at least one of them usually the fortnite obsessed one um but even he is like i'm in um because he gets to make a battle bus i just have to find the right scale battle bus because it's weird like the the it's hard to find a bus that's the right size um but this is a happy challenge so yeah that's the game that i want to play um but 
now let's talk about the games that we all desperately want to play, but maybe, you know, we can't play yet because they're not out yet. Um, so we saw a lot of stuff at New York Toy Fair. Linda and I were all over yeah. that place, um, and we were only there for a day and a half. Amanda, you went there for multiple days in short spurts. I did, yeah. So I was there for two days. I wasn't there for the full four, uh, namely because I don't have anyone to cover for me at my job. So yeah, you being there was also... Off. What's that? You couldn't just blow off you know, two websites nope. to go play with toys. I thought about it. Like, I thought real hard about it, but ultimately decided to be a responsible adult. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. What's wrong with me? I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, I I know what it is. It's that you are uh, very good at what you do, um, and without you, uh, the world crumbles. Aw, that's very sweet. Um, but also, in this case, true. But in this case, <laughs> in this case, I'm not just saying it because I like you. I'm saying it because it's factual. So uh, this was, um, so this was your first toy fair of the, for the Hi. first time. I met you at a convention, and it was like I knew what was going on. You did because I had experience, and um, and you were the noob. It was like a weird like. Uh, it, was it was like a, it was a it was a pretty cool like role reversal. Um, so and even still, um, I just followed you where you went because um, you know because we, we wandered. So we heard Linda's first impressions because this was her first toy fair. Also, we heard those a couple episodes ago. Amanda, what did you think? What, what was your your first toy fair? What did you think of it? I loved how chill it was. Right. I'm so used to the madness of PAX West and PAX east and e3 and now mm-hmm. i'm going to the game developers conference every year so it's it's a lot like traditional video game centric conventions and conferences are ridiculously busy mm-hmm. um but pax unplugged was great because it wasn't super busy and new york toy fair was so chill and everyone there was a professional so mm-hmm. i wasn't like when I got bumped out from my appointment, it was because a buyer was there. Yeah. Like, and that was fine. I was totally fine with that because a buyer will make or break it for mm-hmm. for a, an independent developer. So I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah. I don't have any problems with you hanging out with like a dude that wants to stock your awesome toys in yeah. his store. That's fine. Yeah, it could. Um, it, it's unlike you know being at E three and having and getting bumped for. Some random guy in his with a GoPro. Yeah, which I mean, arguably doesn't happen all that often for me. But when it does, it's it can get frustrating. And I mean, it. What I what I really like about New York Toy Fair is that there's such a variety of different things to see and a variety of different people to talk to. Mm-hmm. So you're never just talking to the same kinds of people over and over again. You're talking to uh, folks that own their own stores. You're talking to people that. Um, work at large, you know, conglomerate corporations like Robinsberger, or, you know, you're talking to like an old friend at, uh, at Games Workshop, you know, Games Workshop was, is a near and dear thing to my heart for a long time. And then mm-hmm. it became apparent and I couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is <laughs> so, a thing. Yeah. And it's a lot, it's a lot less expensive now, but we'll get there. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, I really enjoyed myself because it was, it was really chill and Javits is nice. It was my first time at the Javits Center. So, I mean, I had a great time. I don't have any complaints about Toy Fair whatsoever. Outside of the food, 
I didn't have good food while I was at Javits, but I mean, what are you gonna do? Me and Linda had the opposite experience. We had really? yeah, we found where we, what we went. And we, we found got... I found a place. I saw the word gyros, yeah. and I was like, I want that. And so like, yeah, we, we were gyros. down by the cafeteria, and I'm like, off in the corner was this little booth, you know, and I'm like, we're having that. <laughs> And they, right, fine. So... I'm following you guys next time. All right. Mike and I will follow you guys next time so that you Listen, guys can lead us to where the good food well, is. Well, maybe next time we'll just schedule more time to, like, just hang out and, and yeah, do work together. To be fair, fun. though, you had a condensed schedule based on some other stuff. So I get it. I was not offended because you had very important things to do. So um, so I'm sorry you didn't like the food. But, I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Outside of that, though. Outside of that. Yeah, that's one thing that I that I will say. Um, the thing about Toy Fair that really hit me this year um, is how quiet it is. Um, and, you know, especially, like, E3 wasn't even really that loud. Um, it's PAX that is the one yeah. where it's just bodies everywhere and just just insanity in those indie mega booths. yeah the indie mega booth where you can i mean at least i have the privilege of you know generally getting an appointment and you know ha- you know not having to like really stress about it but the noise the descent every year i do a, a video um for instagram tv or something of me riding the escalator in PAX East from the top floor, the entrance floor, in down into... And I always refer to it as, like, stepping into the beehive, because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Toy Fair is the opposite of that. Like, it really feels like you're just stepping out into a Walmart. It's so it's just so quiet. Sad. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Um, I mean, it, it makes... It certainly made it easier to do the videos we did and, you know, help create the content that we did. Um, but, you know, so... Anyway, enough navel-gazing and talking about how excited we were to go to the show that most people uh, won't be able to because it's not open to the public. Let's talk about the stuff that we saw that the public will eventually be able to see. And I'd like to start with um, the game that I couldn't talk about last time at all under no uh, un- with no exceptions because USAopoly would have beaten me up. Um, it's true. Like Madly. B- badly. And I really didn't want to start my relationship off with them in a bad way. So let's talk about Talisman Kingdom Hearts Edition. Um, so um, in this case, uh, Amanda, you and I have a uh, – we get to, to ask Linda about does she know about this thing And because she's like the, the standard like <laughs> generic mom. I don't mean to say you're generic, but you know what I mean. Um, so Linda, have you ever heard of Talisman before? Yes, I have heard of it. Okay. Don't ask me what it is, but I've heard of it. Okay, well, it's a board game. You're not game. missing anything. I mean, okay, wow, shots fired. Okay, but she's you're, it's fine. Um, so Talisman is a storied board game. I think that's a, a safe thing to say. Um, but I think it's also notorious um, for being unnecessarily long. Um, basically it's an adventure board game, uh, where you pick one of 13 classes and you try and explore like three rings on a board, trying to gather equipment, complete challenges, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, uh, friend of the show, uh, Jason Jirasinski, who is, who writes our chillin' with a, with a card game, uh, column and is helping with our collectible card game coverage. Uh, it was one, it is his favorite board game of all time. He and his ex-wife had all of the expansions. Yeah, he's weird. You gotta give him a break. Um, 
I don't think he listens to this show often, but I'll make sure he listens to this one. Um, he's an odd duck. Uh, but he loved it. And they had all the expansions, and they tried to convince me and the general to play. And we never really got around to it. And I think part of it was because the general was wicked intimidated by, like, all the boxes. And also their insane energy, like, about this game. You ever had somebody, like, so excited about something that it made you not want to do it? Uh-huh. Um, Often. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's funny I say that to two women. Um, I probably should be. Um, so anyway, um, the uh, so yeah, he was just. Oh come on, tell me that wasn't funny. You can't tell me that wasn't funny. So um, so he it, it's it's older. It's been printed in multiple printings. Um, towards the more recent years, Games Workshop, the company that owns it, uh, published fast play rules for it, which were intended to fix it. Um, and by and large did from everything that I have been able to research how, um, so, uh, fast forward to the last couple of years and USAopoly actually arranged a license with Games Workshop to be able to produce licensed versions of Talisman. Um, this was, this was not news, um, because we knew that happened. I think it happened. What was it last year, Amanda, or two years ago? Uh, it might have been two years ago. It was a while ago, and so it was it was known information, you know. So I went in when I went into the USAopoly booth, and they said, "By the way, here's this embargoed stuff. Put your phone away, um, please put your phone away." They were pretty aggressive about it in a very nice way. Um, mm-hmm. So um, they're like, "You can't take pictures of this because it's amazing." Um, the they mentioned the talisman thing, and I knew. All right, so yeah, you guys did this. Um, they showed it some stuff and then they showed me the kingdom hearts board and i was like are you freaking joking me um you definitely know what kingdom hearts is because you've been on this pot you've listened to this podcast and you've heard me scream into the void linda yes well i've also watched john put many 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 hours of play into the first kingdom hearts how many times in the hours that you've been watching has donald duck actually healed your husband I wasn't paying attention to oh, okay. that detail. I'll give you an answer. Probably two. Um, <laughs> maybe two. Dad, remember the meme I sent you? Yeah. Yes, the me- Yeah, my son sent me a meme this morning about wow. Donald Duck not healing people. Um, it. So, um, more or less, I'm I'm being silly and overselling this, but they announced they they announced this Tuesday. Um, Kingdom Hearts or Talisman Kingdom Hearts edition. It's coming out later on the, later on this year, I think they say. Yep. Um, what did you think when you saw it? Did you did you go into that booth and see it, or did you send I a did. minion? No, no, no. Well, I know my my minion in that case would have been Mike, but yes. um, oh, no, I, I did not. That was uh, the minion. The minion thing was deliberate. <laughs> uh, no, we were, we we both went in and we did. Oh, okay. Tour, so yeah, it was it was nice because um, Mike actually knows the PR person oh. there, so she had a that. former life at at Sony, so. Yeah, he was. He'd worked with her before. So anyway, um, yeah, the I ended up seeing the Talisman Kingdom Hearts edition, and my first reaction to it was complete and utter aversion. Um, not because I don't love Kingdom Hearts, but because I have a deep-seated um, anger, I guess, towards Talisman. Talisman really frustrates me as a game. It's uh, the unnecessary complications. Uh, it just it's it's left its scars on my brain. <laughs> yeah, it, it, unnecessary complications is definitely its sub theme. Yeah. Like it really feels like 
the it's a very know, games workshop. It's an early games workshop kind of game. It's like kind of space hulky. Yeah. And you know, overly complicated for the sake of being overly complicated. So, um, so yeah, I when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's so pretty. It's based on the first Kingdom Hearts game. I mean. You know, I love I love the first game, even though mechanically it has a lot of problems. It's such a wonderful story. And when she told me that, oh, no, actually, it's the fast play rules are included. I was like, Go. tell me more. Tell me more about this game that is no longer garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the fast play rules are still a, it, still put it as a heavyweight game. Um, so this is going to be one of those, I think, um, I, I don't think this is going to be for everybody, but I can tell you it is for me. Um, so I, I think, you know, if you're, if you, if you're interested in information about it, I mean, we're certainly going to be talking about it more, um, as they release more information so far, they haven't shown anybody pictures of the board or, you know, the sculpts or anything like that. That's all going to be trickling out over time. They really want to hype this one out because it's a big year for Kingdom Hearts fans. Um, yes. And one thing you know is you can't really give Kingdom Hearts fans too much hype all at once because they get they die. You really got to like – you got to draw it out. Like maybe like 10 years or so. Right? You, you got to spread it. We, yeah, exactly. I don't know what to do. So you got to spread it out. So that is, that is Talisman Kingdom Hearts Edition. I'm super excited. Um, I can't wait to play this with the boys. Um, I definitely call Goofy. Um, I don't know why, but I want to play as Goofy. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's that. Linda, why don't you go? Um, what is something you, you had? We've, you've had the advantage of time. Um, yes. So since when? Since the last time you were talking about games from New York Toy Fair on this podcast, uh, what do you want to talk about? Oh boy, like there's there was just so many. Um I think one of the things that I didn't talk about the first time that just kind of has me excited to to go play it mm-hmm. uh, is it one of the another one of the game right games? Sure. Um Bloom. So yeah. Bloom is a game that is coming out I think it's later this year um mm-hmm. from Game Right. It is yep. a roll and write. Um and I found this year I kind of got into that genre. So that seeing a different format of a roll and write was pretty um exciting for me but i like the the theme behind it because you're building a garden and you're filling in your garden so i just thought that was just a really light fun um theme so you're rolling your dice and there's different colors to represent the different color flowers there's i think the white dice is the uh wild one and you go through and you're trying to find flowers in your garden that have are the same number of flowers as our pips on that color die so mm-hmm. if you want to get four green flowers <laughs> you need to have a four roll on the green die so you're you roll okay. and then you have to decide which flowers you're going to claim that in your garden a lot like sagrada i like that so i haven't played sagrada so i can't draw that parallel but it, it just does. it was she's right she's right it does sound i'm sure like she it. is was it trying to be right? It's just, that's just just what it reminded me of. That's yeah. all. <laughs> but I'm just it's, affirming it, you. Yeah, the little like demo that we did with it, it just you know, very relaxing. Something perfect sitting around with you know the kids or with some friends. Just a nice chill, you know, rolling dice, which we all like to do. And you know, with the flower theme, it just really caught my attention. Agreed. I love. I mean, I think I love just about everything that Game Right had to show. 
Um, man, they had a lot of really great stuff. Um, and the the roll and write genre really is blowing up. And I actually asked about that. Um, like, why is everyone you know kind of coming up with roll and writes now? Because um, game right, I mean, they've done you know the the dice games with that same box over and over again. Um, and the the and I asked around the floor you know, as I saw people, um, and the inside baseball thing is, uh, from a, from a game publisher standpoint, is that it's the equivalent, it, it seems to me like it's the equivalent of selling, like, a games, a games as a service game, um, because you can keep selling the pads, because people um, want to buy the pads, so if you can make a good rolling right, and people really like it, um, then you can keep selling the pads, and you can sell them super cheap, and people are super happy, etc. I'm like, no, that's that's right, because you can that definitely buy. I mean, we've all seen Yahtzee pads forever, and nobody really thought right. about it. I bet you Hasbro makes a lot of money on Yahtzee pads every year. I bet you they do mm, more than you think. I bet you more than they have any right to. Like, right. but possibly, yeah. I mean, so yeah. anyway, so yeah, yeah. Boom. I mean. Absolutely, and Game Right. I mean, they are doing a deluxe version of Quicks, which is their other well-known mm-hmm. roll and write. And the deluxe one, interestingly, does not have the pads; it has dry erase boards. Well, I mean, that is their deluxe edition. So, but that's it's another fancy. way to go too. You make it fancier, and instead of the pads, you have a wipe-off board. Yeah, man, Quicks is so good. It is. Quicks is so good. Have you ever played Quicks, Amanda? I have not. Are you guys big Game Right people in your neck of the woods? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm not sure if we actually own any Game Right games. I mean, all right, we got some suggestions. We'll hook you up. Um, okay, sounds Because they're good, and um, I bet you uh, Vivi would like it. Some Probably. of them. Um, and they're great. Uh, I mean, they are, I mean, they really are great gateway games. Um, speaking of gateway games, well, you know what? I've gone. Um, Amanda, what was the game that you saw that really kind of grabbed you? Or a game-like thing. Let's start with a game or game-like thing, because I know you've got some other stuff you want to talk about. I do, but we can get to the we can get to the non-gamey stuff later. Uh, what was something that I saw that I was really excited about that I can actually talk about? Yeah, I know both um, of us are both of us are like, hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. So, oh, I'll I'll talk about something from Robinsberger. Yeah. Um. So I had a wonderful booth tour at Robinsberger where I um toured. <sighs> quite a <laughs> where I toured quite a few of their STEM games and uh, their licensed games because I guess Robinsberger is also starting to get into licensed games. They mm-hmm. are, they're the ones that are behind Villainous, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I checked out Wicked to the Core which is the expand alone um, yes. and that should be coming out in the next little while if it isn't already out I don't actually, I don't know if it is out or not I don't be. think so. The label on the pick, because I saw that in the booth, and the label on it said fall, but something else I saw said spring. So I think it might be spring. So one of the things that I really liked at the Robinsberger booth was their STEM line, so the stuff that like that are for little kids. One of the things that I loved was Invasion of the Cow Snatchers. Okay. So it is this bizarre little Mensa STEM game where you have a the the premise is that you're aliens and you're looking to capture all the cows and then you capture the bull last so you put specific boundaries and barriers up based on a card that you draw or you choose to solve this puzzle and it can go across in these certain directions and not in other directions so it was just it was a really interesting game to 
start to um like I could I could see my my littlest kids especially really gravitating toward it because they could solve puzzles with this magnetic uh this magnetic UFO essentially as it's like zooming around and capturing cows like that's in, that's entirely my Vivi's aesthetic like she lo- she would love that and then once you have all of them then you escape and they just stay stuck to this UFO and then you just zoom off it is super cute I saw that in that booth too it's That's so, part of their Think Fun line. It's, yeah, the Think Fun line. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I really, really liked it. Um, and the other one that I saw, I think it was called Thinking Putty. Oh, and... the, yeah, the Thinking Putty puzzle. Yeah. So that's been out for a little while now, but I loved it. I thought it was that Think Fun stuff that they have over there. Those STEM games are just hysterical. I loved the the Thinking Putty. They also have a Potato Pirates game where you have to like fry and like dice and cook or mash these potatoes and you're learning about um, coding loops at the same time so you're learning what an array looks like you're learning what an if that or what an if then statement looks like but you're not like learning it learning it you're learning it through the mechanics of a game wait a minute wait wait legit wait, hold on dude. hold on no i believe you wait i have to have a reaction to this so the potato pirate game is a coding game. It is a coding game. That feels like a really, I mean, that feels like a really, like a, like an odd decision. I mean, it's a choice. I'm, I'm, I was excited to play the potato pirate game on principle when I really just thought it was like a generic card combat game or whatever, because potato pirates, obviously. However, obviously now that I know that I can learn coding principles with it, I mean, I'm going to, I'll play that and then I'll make the next Fortnite. Is that how that works? Like I, play, I think that's I, entirely how that works. You awesome. Nailed it. nailed it. I look forward um, to this. I mean, you can help. Uh, you can help. And then we can make $4 billion next year. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. I would like to go to there because as a journalist, I make like no money. Yeah. So, so that'd be great. Let's all just, <laughs> let's just make the next Fortnite. Um, someone I at my degree in computer science. I could do that. Maybe. Someone at my work tried to convince me to do that. Why do you work here? Why don't you just make games? You could make like that Fortnite money. And I'm like, no guys, Fortnite. you don't understand. Cause it's just that simple, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, if I was Gotta smart get enough, that to... fork knife money. if I was smart enough to make games, trust me, I wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> and they, they didn't, none of them understood like the, the uh like <laughs> no they didn't they didn't quite follow what i was saying um oh, so those yeah what are you gonna do so, the, so the, think fun was great i loved yes. a bunch of their games oh my goodness i had so much fun over there i could have played that um that invasion of the cow snatchers game for like an hour and been really happy with just that awesome <laughs> yeah we uh was that think fun i didn't go there right i because this no Okay. I ended up dropping in on that. I didn't have an appointment. I just kind of dropped in and checked some things out. Um, but it Fair. was definitely worth popping by. Yeah. But I also went to the the Aaron's Thinking Putty. That's what's in that Thinking Putty game. And I went to their booth. Mm-hmm. And holy moly, the different kinds of putties they have are just, it's so cool. So it's Legit. Aaron's <laughs> Thinking Putty? And is that Aaron's, like... It's crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty, yeah. Can you just get that on like Amazon? Like Probably. Let's look. At the very least, it's through, like, he's got a website, and, yeah, they paired it up with the Think Fun game, and they have a special color that was made exclusively for the game. I think the blue was the exclusive color Ooh. of the putty, because there's, like, I think four colors in the, the Think Fun game. Ooh. Okay, so yeah. um, $40 on Amazon uh, with Prime shipping for a 12-pack 
a variety pack of the different kinds of putty, including lizard lips. It's about half an ounce in each tin. That's kind of okay. neat. That is neat. pretty neat. That is kind of neat. Um, man, uh, I part of me really wants to sit and talk for like 20 minutes about the AR laser tank that we saw, but I think I'm going to wait until they send That's me one because I think they might be. <laughs> Um, and then we can talk a lot about the AR laser tank. Um, but instead, um, can we just talk about Dirty Pig for a, a whole lot of time? Sure. I will listen. Okay. Well, so you know the Happy Planet games. I do. So they have a new one. It's called Dirty Pig. Um, if you haven't heard about it yet, um, I'm definitely going to tell you, head over to uh, the Engage Family Gaming uh, Facebook page. Um, and just do a search there for um, Dirty Pig because I actually did a video uh, where we actually demonstrated basically what the game is. This game is meant to be – it's part of the Happy Planet line. It is meant to be silly, goofy, fun, um, and most importantly, fast. Um, every player has three pigs, and the goal is to have three dirty pigs. That's it. You want three dirty pigs, and your opponents are trying to clean your pigs. Um, and so they might throw water at your pig and clean it, or they might make it rain, which cleans off all the pigs. But what they have done is they put this like weird, like, you know, the thing that, uh, that makes it go fast, that doesn't make it super fast, but actually makes it a little bit interactive is, um, you can, there's this like crazy chain of actions where you can protect your pig from water, um, by having, by, by going inside, um, but then they can kick the door down. Um, but then you could bar the doors, but then that means they could burn the whole barn down. And so, like, by having it struck by lightning, so then you could build a lightning rod. And, like, you can just keep going as far as, like, how you protect your pig in this barn. Um, it's just really interesting, you know, just the way it all plays out. It's really, it's meant to be just stupid fun, is really what it is. Um, and it works. It's totally stupid fun, and it comes in a bag that is shaped like a dirty pig. <laughs> which so is, adorable. Which is amazing. I love that. And they had it set up so adorable, like sitting on top of toy tractors on the uh, at, in the booth. Yeah, like, oh no, they, so cute. They do like, a really they good did job. It perfect. Yeah, they do That's a really good really job. Great. Um, realistically, I'm just waiting until they have like six Happy Planet games. Um, and they can, like, sell, like, a half a dozen and just sell them, like, as a set. Really can't wait for that. Um, and they're, that'll probably be next year. I'm sure they're looking for another one. I asked. He wouldn't tell me. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's like, of course they're making a PlayStation 5. Of course you're making another Happy Planet game. Because who doesn't want to make a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> who doesn't want to make another game where the box is... A bag that's shaped like a stuffy. Um, I love it. He did say that they they did it intentionally because they wanted kid that younger kids who were playing it to have a little friend for the car ride. Um, oh, that's cute. And I thought that was pretty. Um, I thought that was good. I think it it really didn't work when it was the fish. I think the fish was you know, but now that they have the monster and the the chicken with sunglasses, and now they have the dirty pig, I think now we're in. Now, now they can say that they're doing it just so that the kids can have friends in the car. So, yeah, that's Dirty Pig. That's going to be out very, very soon. Like, if it's not out now, like it's on a truck somewhere to be bought now. I can't wait until we get a copy. We're going to do some videos. 
I'm looking um, forward to watching those videos. So Linda, it's going to be else? a little late for us. June is the release date. Oh, is it June? It's June. It's going to come up quickly, but it is June. Man. Um, yeah, you got to wait a don't little they, bit. Don't they know me and Amanda are busy in June? <laughs> like oh, all of June. Oh, I don't want to talk about June. <laughs> it's all right. I'll be at Linda's house in June. So Maybe the renovation will be done by then. I hope it's done. We've got – I mean we got to build a studio in there. Um so anyway, um, yeah, man, June, that's so soon. Yeah. Uh, I need to, I need to go drink. Um, anyway, so Linda, what else? Well, you know what, Amanda, what'd you see? Talk, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Um, well, I went downstairs and I saw, you know what, actually, I'm going to talk about Hasbro. It is yeah. time. It is time we talk about Hasbro. I went over to the Hasbro space, which was in Times Square, and I have never been to this building in Times Square. I mean, to be fair, I haven't been to a lot of places in New York. I live an hour away, and still somehow I never spend any time there, which is kind of sad. Um, so anyway, I go to the Hasbro thing, and they were showcasing all of their new stuff and none of it's under embargo because they'd all they'd announced all of it so i saw everything from the new power rangers stuff that they're doing because they're rebooting the power rangers series they have the license now yeah so they have a new show they've got new toys they were demonstrating these wild trends like these these toys that you know were meant to make you feel like you were about to you know hop into your zord and you know, go rumbling around with your friends, and that was pretty fun. Um, what else did we see? I saw a bunch of Nerf stuff. My goodness, the Nerf stuff that I saw. I saw Fortnite Nerf stuff. Mm. I saw Overwatch Nerf stuff, which yep. was cool. I got to see, like, the little mini diva gun, which I might need to get and just, like, display in my office, even though I don't really play Overwatch anymore. I still really love D.Va. So I, I saw that. D.Va's wonderful. She made me love the color pink again. I was an anti-pink activist for many years, and I love pink now, so that's saying something. Um, the great stuff that I ended up seeing, though, was all in the basement. I saw Transformers. I saw so much Transformers stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. They had the new Transformer bot bots, so the little collectible dudes. They've already got like the first season of them out. Mm -hmm. And they're doing the second run, and they were so cute. I have yeah. never seen Transformers that adorable in my entire life. They yeah. are really, really cute. Linda, those were the uh, the blind bag ones? Yeah. Yes, the little itty-bitty cute. Yeah. yeah. I was I was advised by the person giving us the tour that I should uh, – because she saw that I basically exploded when I saw the display. And she said, oh, I think you should probably just email the PR person. They'll probably send you some. And I was like – yeah, yeah, I should. Yes. I should do that. I should yes, set. I should do that. Um, I have one because when I saw them randomly at Walmart, I bought them, and I have a book that transforms into a dude with a bow with a bow tie, and That's I was like, all right, I'm in. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so many transformers. The only problem is I didn't see like there's just it was light on the games. Yeah. Right, but like they didn't really have much on the game. But they had they the card had... game. They Very did. excited about the card game. Yes, and I've already talked about the Transformers card game. Um. That's going to be something that I'm going to be playing soon. So they were showing off the Combiner Wars stuff at the Hasbro event. And you could see, like, how everything was supposed to come together and how, you know, it's not really a Transformers game if the cards don't transform. So, yeah. of course, there was some transforming happening over there. 
Um, what else did I end up seeing? I saw My Little Pony stuff. We're starting to get into that over on Super Parent with uh, the blind box draws. They're doing they're doing that stuff as well. It's pretty new, I guess. Kids mm-hmm. love it though. They love these like blind draw for whatever reason that you just go in and it's an experience and this um this my little pony one is like you pull on a string and then confetti just flies everywhere and it's biodegradable confetti so it's not like horrible sure. stuff that will kill birds um it was in my office i think i yeah there's still confetti in my office so <laughs> nailed it I made good choices. I sent the robot after all the confetti, but robot didn't get it. Didn't get all of it. Oh well, what you do? Uh, what else did I see? Oh, I saw the uh, the Star Wars, the Black Series stuff. They had they had new Star Wars stuff, new Marvel collectibles as well. Those were really really beautiful, and they were showcasing Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and some of Captain Marvel's toys and. The Spider-Man stuff that they had was awesome. I want that web thing. I want the web shooter. I don't okay. think it'll fit on my wrist, but I kind of want that it. That web, sh- the one that shoots the silly string. The one that shoots the water. I want the one with the water. Oh, okay, so I can all right, that's fine. My the the one. <laughs> of course. We were at Hascon. Was it last year? The year? I remember. I can't remember. And they had a whole display. Where uh, you could use the the web shooter that shot um, silly string, and man, was that gross! Like silly string is the the some it's of the gross. most disgusting stuff on earth. Yeah, it's um, super gross. The so how cool? I mean, to back up a little bit, Linda got a chance to look at that Captain Marvel stuff too. Man, listen, yeah. if anybody yeah, was man. like, yeah, they're not going to merchandise Captain Marvel. Um, man, they were nuts. Those toys looked awesome. Um, they really did. It's. I think Captain Marvel does something that a lot of the other uh, Marvel movies don't do, which is like she had an action figure and a doll. Yeah. Which um, is no, and I mean that in an awesome way. It's like, how about this? How about um, the advantage of making a superhero movie about us, like a female character, is that you can market, you can make toys, like you can't make like. A Ken doll Batman. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't work. But, like, absolutely, they made a, fra- a straight-up doll for Captain Marvel, and it didn't seem out of place. But then they had, like, a badass action figure for her also did not seem out of place. Um, right. I was super she impressed with... She fits in with, both genres. Yeah, they can hit it both, yeah. which is so great for... I mean, man, why don't they make more of those? Um, right. So, it's... And, man, they look so cool. Um, they did. They look so cool. What'd you, what'd you think, Linda? So... I don't know a lot of the backstory with Captain Marvel. Like I'm coming into a lot of the Marvel universe without knowing many of the characters' backstory. Yeah. And one thing that struck me, and I've said this with a couple other characters in the past, you have a strong female with clothing that fully covers their body yeah. and it seems appropriate for what they are engaging in. Yeah. So Her, she's kind of wearing a spacesuit, right? Is that more or less like a spacesuit? Is that how it, you guys interpret it? It feels like a spacesuit to me. Yeah. It, it it feels like a spacesuit to me, too. I didn't read it as a spacesuit, but just sort of like just... I mean... I don't know. I don't even, I really didn't interpret it that way, but okay. it just it seems functional. Like functional for moving, but also like, for, you know, a little bit of protection with the clothing. Yeah. I don't sure. know if that makes sense. And shooting yeah. laser but... beams from her hands and beating really the crap cool. out of Thanos. 
It's gonna be so great. Yeah. I can't that wait. That is awesome. I cannot and her hair wait. Light, the doll that had her hair lighting up. Yeah, man. The whole thing lit oh, up. So cool. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, you know, we liked I mean, I liked Hasbro too. Unfortunately, we got kind of rushed through the Power Rangers section. Um, it's fine. Um, the So I missed, like, I was super hype about that. Like, the whole time we were waiting for our appointment, Linda just saw me, like, just kind of staring at the Power Rangers stuff. And, yeah, you know, and then as we too. got there, our PR lady was like, oh, so you're here for games. Let's get you to games. And I was like, but Power Rangers... Yeah. Um, it didn't help that there was a dude filming in there, like with a hand puppet. Uh, that was a little weird. No, I was like, wait, what? he was doing a hand puppet. Yeah. Um, I didn't ask That's questions. Different. I was like, you know what? I've seen some things. I don't even think about it. But, um, I, the, the, the more I think about it, like about my whole Hasbro experience, um, the thing that I take away the most is how like excited I am to see how fast the baby shark Play-Doh kit sells out. Um, that was because so cute. It, first off, it was adorable, but for real, it's a baby shark Play-Doh kit that comes with a bunch of tubs, tubs of Play-Doh, and it's only fourteen ninety nine. That isn't bad. Which, no. like, for real, that's pretty good. Um, and the guy was showing it to me, and I looked at him, and I was like, "All right, so," and, and he's like, "And you know, this is the final product, and put it in your hands. How heavy is that?" And I was like. Wow, and he's like, and that's only fourteen ninety nine. I was like, so you guys made a lot of these, I hope, <laughs> yeah. because um, because it's com- even better. It's coming out this summer, which means uh, just in time for them to drop it to nine ninety nine on Black Friday. And man, is that going to be under a lot of trees? Um, but yep, I, man, it was so it, it was. It, it, I mean, it was so cool just seeing some of that stuff. I mean, it was disappointing that. Like Magic the Gathering was just a little arena booth, um, yeah. and Dungeons D&D and Dragons was also there. Yeah, it was just it was just Greg Tito just hanging out, just chilling. Yeah. He gave us cool dice though. I was very excited about that. Yeah, I got um, one of those cool dice too. The um, yeah, Hasbro was a really cool experience. Um, just to be there, I was excited to find out that it was right across the street from the Port Authority, so we didn't have to gallivant all across town. Um, that made it super convenient. Um, and you know what, um, Linda, you were rather impressed with that Game of Thrones Monopoly. Um, and I know I really we don't talk a lot about, about Monopoly, um, but you were really excited about the Game of Thrones Monopoly. And I was actually kind of excited by a different one, and I'll talk about that in a moment because it's kind of embarrassing. So, Linda, tell us about the Game of Thrones Monopoly because I'm somewhat con- I'm concerned. <laughs> You're concerned, huh? Yeah, so, well. I mean, they did a great job like getting the flavor of the show and the books with the board and the components. What's really neat is they have an iron throne piece and to hold the cards. And the the representative there was saying that it is the first Monopoly game to have a component that plays music. Which when you push the button on the Iron Throne, it plays the theme song. I mean so Yeah. That just stunned me. You know? Like that really? That's the first one that ever made noise? They've made so many. You mean to tell me they haven't had like a Simpsons couch or like a friends thing? Apparently not. <sighs> Weird. So but it was so cool. And you know, I mean I know it, it's definitely like one for the grown ups, but they you know, the pieces on it all look really cool and it's such a perfect fit. There's so much to that storyline oh. though that you know, they they could just yeah, I'm sure that there's some flavor that they're going to put in there. I mean, realistically, it's going to sell a, a whole bunch because it says oh, yeah. Game of Thrones on it, and Absolutely. this is the year 
to make something. If you're if you were gonna pick a year to make something and just slap Game of Thrones on it, this is the year. Speaking of just yeah. making a thing and slapping a name on it, okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about the version of Monopoly that I actually thought was super brilliant. And both of you are gonna laugh at me. Um, but oh my god, they made an LOL balls Monopoly, and I thought that that was the most brilliant execution ever. Um, really, Amanda, I loved the way that looked. Amanda, do you know what LOL dolls are? I do. Vivian is just starting to get into them. Okay, so um, I really hated them until I actually like saw like what they are, and they're actually super adorable. They are. Um, they're a little overpriced for what they are, but what are you gonna do? Um. You know, my daughter absolutely loves them. She got a bunch for Christmas. Um, and so they have one. They haven't. Whenever I saw like LOL doll Monopoly, I was like, oh man, this seems crazy. Um, so all of the pieces are um, in a. They're all. I mean, they're all set. Like, but mm-hmm. they're all in blind bags. Yeah. Like inside boxes, inside. Like, so even opening the game. Even though all the pieces are the same, so you're not drawing different stuff, it still is that experience of popping it open and pulling out the pieces. And all of the game pieces also double. At, this is the dangerous part. They all double as accessories for dolls. Oh. Um, so, which means uh, invariably they're going to get lost. But also that means you can just use whatever old pieces you want for the game. Um, so it kind of just makes it its own thing. I thought that was super cute. Um, a really awesome... Um, like implementation and man, is that going to sell a lot? Oh yeah, that's going to sell like hotcakes. It's going to sell sure. like crazy. I didn't appreciate that they did a um, a refresh on the Fortnite Monopoly, which mm-hmm. for those listening, Fortnite Monopoly has nothing to do with Monopoly. It's just a Fortnite board game that happens to say Monopoly on it. Just buy it. It's really not this crazy cash grab that you think it is. It's actually good. And how was that a thing? Um, well, because sometimes things are accidentally good. You've never, I mean, come on, you know, you know how that goes. Um, and it's not Monopoly. It's just not. That's wild. Um, you just, I mean, the idea is everybody drops on the map and you choose where you land. So you parachute onto the map and you choose what piece you start on. And then you basically roll dice to move, but you also can roll an action die and one of them is shoot. And you have to pick a direction. And if you shoot forward and there happens to be an opponent on that side of the board and you hit them, <laughs> then you deal hit point damage to them. So it's like Monopoly, but you're keeping track of hit points and, like, the storm is there and it slowly takes over the map. Like, it, it is a very—the only thing that makes it Monopoly is that the board is square and there are space—and the spaces are all in the same shape, you know? But, like, other than that, it's— just a Fortnite board game, and it's really good. And it has all the, the standees or all the different skins. And so the new addition is they just updated the skins to include skins from up to Season 6. Um, which is actually really good, considering we're just about going into Season 8, so it's really not that yeah. far behind. And if they just keep updating it. Um, I'm surprised that they don't in, that they haven't, that they didn't have like just a bag where it's like, Hey, this is the Fortnite Monopoly upgrade pack. And it just gives you another season's worth of skins. Um, that just feels, you know, put it in a bag. that has got a llama on the front of it. And like, I can't imagine why that wouldn't sell, but whatever I can't Hasbro knows what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's more dollars if they sell a whole new game. Yeah. Fortnite Monopoly. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it is more dollars if they sell a whole new game, but yeah, so that's Fortnite Monopoly. It's so crazy. Here we are. We're on like a fancy board game podcast, and here we are talking about Monopoly. But I thought they were – I mean, they did some good stuff. I mean, whatever. They're Monopoly. 
Um, so, um, I want to talk about Quirky Circuits a little bit. Amanda, did you see Quirky Circuits when you stopped over at Asthma Day? I did, as a matter of fact. We saw it just briefly in passing. Um, we were mostly doing relationship building stuff over there, so we were trying to establish a relationship with their PR sales guy, marketing sales guy. By the time uh, yeah, you got over there, did he have a clipboard? Because we told him that he needed a clipboard. No. Because he was carrying around like so many papers and kept dropping them. I was like, you need a clipboard, Aww. son. Um, yeah, so we saw it like briefly in passing. I picked up one of the cards as a, I really want to see more of this in the future. So I have it on my list of games that I want to check in on. So here's the elevator pitch for everybody listening. Quirky Circuits is another adventure book game from Plat Hat Games, um, a la Stuffed Fables um, and Comanauts. And um, everybody that is a longtime fan of the show knows that adventure book games are my jam. Um, I think everyone should make adventure book games. Um, I'm surprised Dungeons and Dragons has not started making adventure book games. Um, I'm sure that's down the works, I'm sure. Um, so Quirky <laughs> Circuits is a cooperative game um, that is all about program movement and um, essentially coding. Um, and so you play through these different stages and you, there are a number of different challenges that you can play through um, as these different robots. So the scenario we played, we were a cat sitting on a Roomba and we had to pick up dust bunnies. Um, and so we had our hands and without communicating, we needed to play out our cards face down, indicating what direction we wanted the cat to go. And now on the back of the cards, it actually gives you a little bit of information. Specifically, it tells you if the card turns or moves the, um, the, the robot. So you have a basic idea. Like I played a card and then the other guy played the card. And then, you know, Linda played two cards. And it's like, okay, so I moved and then he moved and then Linda turned. And so you kind of had an idea Hopefully, the people were doing it right. Um, unfortunately, I put down a card and turned in the wrong direction, so I bounced us into the wall because I'm has- hashtag bad at games. But um, but it's super adorable. The minis for the uh, for the different robots were really cute. Um, I can't wait to get this one. Linda, what did you think? Oh, I just loved it. Um, I liked the way it was a program motion, but it's so hard having it be blind oh. and not being able to see what other people are putting down and you know because some of the cards were move two spaces and some were move one so it's like well if i put one down am i putting a move one or move two so you know it it made it challenging um but it's neat that there were some conventions for when you hit the wall and so i mean they really thought it through um and such an approachable game for you know i think it was like seven and up was the recommendation on it Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's Absolutely perfect for that. So cute. So, you know, simple gameplay rules. And, you know, as we've seen, kids are smarter than us, so they'll probably do way better with figuring out how to plan out the motion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kids are definitely going to be crazy good about that. Um, so, one of you pick something. Let's talk about another game as we kind of wind things right. down. Well, I want to talk about one from an unexpected location. Okay. Um, I got to go over to Klutz. Okay. And while Klutz is not known for making games, mostly they make activities and crafts and things like that, um, they've put out in the last uh, year or so 
a maker lab series and it's these different STEM activities and most of them are activities and crafts, but they have two things that are more gamey. Um, one is uh, a circuit, a circuit games and it, you have um, the children actually get to build actual circuits using copper tape. And then okay. once they build these circuits, there are different little games to play using these circuits they've created. Okay. So it's a bit of gamification of, of a STEM activity, but it was super cute. And it, there were multiple games within this set. And because it's Klutz and because Klutz is a subdivision of Scholastic, there's a book with it. And it goes into more depth about about everything. So like the teacher in me was so excited about that. And then um, in the, the video game realm-ish, there was an arcade claw that you can build and then like play like games with the arcade claw. And again, it's part of that Maker Lab kit. So you have the book and it goes into more detail about the different physics of it and things like that. So it's, it is more gamification than pure games, but it just was in an unexpected location for me. Yeah. You know what? When Klutz reached out and was like, hey, you know, we got some games, but you definitely want to come take a look. And I sent you over there because you're the first grade teacher. So obviously you were going to have a good experience with Klutz. Um, I was not expecting you to come back with like stuff to say. Um, I thought that it was just going to be a fun experience for you, right? And um, the clutch things that yeah, I've been I mean, I, years. I, I, th- I thought maybe they'd have something. I didn't realize. I didn't expect you to come back with like you know, uh, raving about any of their products. Which so it was it was a very pleasant surprise for me. Um, I I'll be honest. I had kind of forgotten about them. Um, you know, just they kind of exist in the periphery for me. Um, but then again, I'm not a first grade teacher, so so true. <laughs> And, and the arts and crafty in me, there's so many products they've got that, you know, I'm working on trying to figure out a way to take some of their crafts and then use it for some kind of game, you know, making a thing that's, you know, video game character or something like that. So, yeah, something that might be fun. Yeah, well, we're we will uh, we will definitely keep everybody posted as you uh, go on your journey. So <laughs> um, closing thoughts, everybody. You know, what do we, what, was there any one thing that like really, really just grabbed you that we haven't talked about? Um, for me, like we briefly, we briefly touched on this. We briefly touched on the whole Games Workshop thing. Um, me and Games Workshop go way, 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 way back, like 20 plus years back at this point. And I, I had to stop playing any of their tabletop games because they the tabletop war games because they were too expensive. My brother used to work at a games workshop at one of their battle clubs in Vancouver. So he sold games workshop, you know, products and everything like that. So they've they've had a real renaissance over at Games Workshop. They have a brand new executive team. They're clearly doing things very differently. And more than anything, I looked at their promotional poster and on the one side it had a little boy, you know, playing with a figurine. And on the other poster, it was a little girl playing with a figurine. And it was amazing. That was so that was such a moment for me that I brought it up to the sales representative that was there for Games Workshop. And I said, you know, I've been playing Games Workshop games for so many years. I've never seen a little girl depicted as playing this game. Like, that really, that really speaks to me, not just as a parent, but as, like, you know, this eight year this eight, nine year old little girl who was picking up Warhammer Warhammer forty K for the first time. And that was like four, five editions ago. So that was a surprising that was a bit of a surprising reveal for me. I didn't realize that they were gonna be at New York Toy Fair. 
and reconnecting with an old with an old friend like that this you know it, it just it felt it felt surreal but I really liked it and I really liked reconnecting um with Games Workshop and getting uh getting confirmation that my old army so the sisters of battle which are like battle nuns in space oh, they're amazing they're amazing and they are a little loopy because everything is for the emperor and the god king emperor is kind of a corrupting force for the sisters of battle they're they want to burn all the heretics and they see everybody as a heretic so they're kind of they're kind of mean and nasty um but they haven't had an update in a really, really long time. And so when I was talking to the sales rep, he confirmed, well, keep your eyes on this space, essentially. You know, your your girls are coming back. And I'm like, ah, it's been a <gasps> decade. It's been a decade. I They haven't had any rules updates for the Witch Hunters, um, which is kind of what the Codex rolled into. And they haven't had any model updates in 20 years. Oh, wow. It's 20 years since they've done any updates to these models. They used to be pewter models. They've moved into using um, plastic models and 3D printed models. And it's much more cost effective, which means that getting into Warhammer is actually, like, reasonable. You can get into 40K or into Fantasy or Mordheim or, you know, they have um, their new Blood Bowl game called Blood Bowl Blitz, I think, or Blood Blitz. Mm-hmm. So it's all, like, it's all much more affordable now so that was my unexpected star of new york toy fair was reconnecting with an old friend essentially isn't that neat the way that games can be like that um yeah the you know we it's the idea of kind of you know calling in an old friend you know like these People wonder, you know, why I'm so attached to, like, Nintendo and things like that. It's just because that's really, you know, they've been such a part of my life for so long. Um, yeah. But it's great to be able to reconnect to somebody that you remember from back in the day. And yeah. then you find each other randomly at a convention. Exactly. So I'm glad that you had that moment. Um, Linda, what caught you off guard? Anything? A little bit, yes. So I was taken by surprise the some of the publishers that are now doing subdivisions focusing on family games. Um, We found that with Aiello having their Loki series of games meant for younger players and Asmodee doing the Dejeco series. um, Yes, the Dejeco stuff is really cool. It's gorgeous. And I love their theory of making these really high quality games to play with your children that will last and be available for them to play the next generation. I love that model. And it seems like more and more of these publishers are thinking about the family piece. And it's not just heavy gamer games. Um, And trying to just, you know, do a little bit more for, you know, everybody, include the whole family, even the younger players. Um, So that's really neat to see. Those two definitely stood out because those were the ones that I didn't know they had a subdivision for families. And those really surprised me that they... They had things meant for, you know, four-year-olds and things like that. So I think the Jekko stuff is really, really new to Asmodee. I think they've only had it for less than a year. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. definitely a new thing. Um, the company that they picked that up from, I think they said it's the top 20 games from that Jekko series. So, I mean, they, they really cherry-picked the best of that to yes. bring over. So, yeah, I'm excited to learn more about that and get hands on a few more of those because those were just gorgeous. 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder how successful the Dejeko thing is uh, is going to be. Um, you know, as beautiful as they were, part of me, like, am I, in the inside of me, it's like, but do parents... I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how many people buy games with the intention of having them be like... Because they wanted them to be like heirlooms, right? Like, buy a game for your kid that they'll play with their kids. And like, I mm-hmm. wonder how many parents um, would be into that idea. But... Um, I say that now as I say those words, I think, yeah, but I think the three of us would probably do that. So they got us. Right. So, um, it's true they do. That and means... it depends on the price point of these too. Yeah. No, you, you are right. You are right. And they're smart. Um, so yeah, you know, um, as far as things that really caught me off guard, um, nothing really did. Um, I, I, this was, I mean, I don't want to say this was like a paint-by-numbers toy fair. I mean, we certainly saw a lot of really cool stuff. Um, but, you know, everything that was there that I, you know, that I was super surprised by, I've already talked about, right? You know, the the Talisman Kingdom Hearts. And um, I'm just really excited to actually get a chance to play these games. Um, that's one of the reasons why I really like going to um, Game Right because everything they show me is something that is coming almost immediately, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, so, like, we're going to be playing the sushi roll within a couple of months. Um, yeah, nice. and I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the, that's really what I'm hyped about. Uh, that's the one thing that's really great about board games is when we find out about, about a board game, we usually don't have to wait that long. Whereas, like, when we find out about a video game, it might be, oh, am I playing that in 2021? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, there are no lies there. Yeah, it's not a lie. No so lies. that is the fun part about board games is that everything we talked about today, I mean, I think everything barring some kind of weird catastrophe will be out by the end of this year. Okay. So, sure. so folks, um, I know that we, that you guys have had your eye on the, on the social media. I'm sure you've seen other th- cool things that came out of toy fair that maybe we missed because combined <laughs> the three of us weren't even there for the full time. Um, we were not. And so uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, the best way to do that is uh, to join our community. That's engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, and when we share the episode in there, comment on it. Tell us what, you, what, what was your thing that really caught you off guard? Because I'd love to hear uh, uh, your opinions. Um, obviously, we're going to keep talking about these games as they all come out. I certainly can't wait to get my hands on Talisman Kingdom Hearts Edition. I will uh, definitely be playing that um so this has been episode 166 everybody um i hope you enjoyed listening as much as uh, linda and amanda and i enjoyed recording it um we'll be back next week specifically to talk about video games and yes that means amanda and i are gonna yell a lot about pokemon um it's gonna be a lot you guys be better lot. buckle up it's gonna, yeah just buckle up um because man we're excited about that Pokemon. Um, Might have been some Sobbles. There was there was some Sobbles. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're you're oh you you revealed your cards a little too early. Um. So, uh, folks, thank you very much for listening. Um. I have a couple favors to ask though. So the first one, everyone listening to the show knows somebody that needs to hear it. They may not know they need to hear it yet. That's you know fine. Um. Get the link. Put it in front of them. Encourage them to give us a listen. Um. Because. The bigger our audience gets, the more access we get, and the more cool things we get to do, um, and then talk about them with you. Um, and if you can't do that, my second favor, leave us a review. I'd love for you to head to whatever podcast service you listen to, be it Apple, be it 
uh, Google Podcasts, be it SoundCloud, I don't know, wherever. We're all over the place. Uh, leave us a review because more reviews means that they think we're an actual podcast um, and they will actually show us to people. Um, and I think we've established we're uh, an actual podcast. We're on 166 episodes. We're for real. Uh, they haven't taken me off the air yet. So until next time, folks, this has been Steven and Linda and Amanda. Uh, have a great week and don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.